1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: You are listening to the Next Best Series podcast, and this is our review of Mrs. America, episodes 7 through 9. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Next Best Series podcast, where we review television under the umbrella of the Next Best Picture podcast. I am your host, Matt Meglia, on May 28th, 9.05 p.m. We are reviewing Mrs. America, episodes 7 through 9, the end of the limited series of FX on Hulu, or is it Hulu and part of FX? I still haven't quite really figured that part out yet, if I'm being completely honest FX with you. On Hulu. It's so confusing. In any event though. I like it. Uh joining me for this podcast, I have Amanda Spears. Hello. Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. Dan Baer. Hello. And Ryan C. Showers. Hi everybody. Okay. So. Previously, we talked about episodes one, two, and three on one podcast, then four, five, and six on another. And now we are ending things off with the final three episodes of Mrs. America, looking then back on the series as a whole. If you want to listen to our previous reviews, uh, those are in the archives for the next best series podcast. There's a lot to go over uh, with these final three episodes. A lot of unexpected directions. Um And a lot of interesting character developments as well. Starting off with episode 7 here. Bella. This one focused primarily on Margot Martindale's Bella Abzug. And was a showcase for her. I mean, she's been great throughout the entire series so far. uh, But... Just from an initial impressions uh, standpoint, uh, Dan Bear, let's start off with you. What did you think of uh, episode seven?
0: Um, I look any episode that features Margot Martindale in a lead role in pretty much any show is going to be one that I'm going to love. Um, and I, I really liked the exploration of Bella's character in this episode. Um I know that she was a big deal in the 70s, but she was one of the people going into this that I had absolutely no clue who she was. So I was very interested to have an episode sitting mostly in her perspective and to get a bit more of what she did and what she meant to this movement. And I think it was a really interesting interesting episode and a great performance from Margot Martindale. I mean... As always. and the um the thing that stuck out to me most, though, about this episode was how, like God, the parallels between nineteen seventy, whatever, and today are just
2: i think the show was uh definitely making a deliberate attempt there if you ask me especially by the time we got to the end (laughs) oh of course it was definitely not subtle what they were going for (laughs) Mm -mm. not at all amanda what about you what did you think of uh episode seven and honestly i I haven't actually heard you on the other two episodes before so in general like up to this point uh what did you think of the show in general
3: um i i love all the women involved in the series But I also really, really hate this person because I feel like she's the reason I still make 80 cents for every dollar a man makes.
2: Phyllis Schlafly, we're talking about here. Uh, Okay. All right. Just making sure.
3: (laughs) Super not happy with her. Um, God, it's, it's hard because... Margot Martindale is so good throughout the series that it almost feels a little selfish that she gets one. She gets this kind of great episode also.
2: Yeah, especially without considering we're primarily used to with her other television work uh, being more in a guest starring role or, mm. you know, and she usually steals the uh, the spotlight anytime she's on screen. But she got a lot of screen time in this series.
3: She did. And and I, I mean, I've always loved her work. She's one of those actresses like Ann Dow. You just can't be upset that they finally got the success they deserve. They're deserving of. Yeah. But I'm also kind of one of those people who's like we're seven episodes into this. And I'm like, what happened to Uzo?
2: Yeah, I was thinking that, too, at a certain point.
3: I I mean, I it's I don't want to be that person, but I'm like. Come on, guys.
2: And it's not just her also, but it's also other characters that got those uh, episodes early on that I was surprised that the final three did not revisit them in a more meaningful way, that they really did center on um, some very central characters in these final three episodes, Uh, Margo Martindale's uh, Bella being one of them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I
3: I think that, um, God, he's just... Like her Emmy nomination's not in doubt. Like
2: no, oh
3: no, <laughs> Going into this, we—I mean, it's like yeah, we all know she's getting an Emmy nomination. Um, but yeah, I—I I love the series as a whole. I think that it's—it's it's just been—it's um, been a really good series. I don't know if it's going to get them the Emmy attention they want, but I did appreciate the Bella at Bella episode because she's not at the. Top of where she starts off, she's not in office. She's kind of lost.
2: She's uh, having to go through. Um, uh, how do we say like this? Uh, this this re- gripping with this uh, like reality that she doesn't feel like a radical anymore. She's compromising a lot, uh, which I'm sure um, the others here we'll, we'll get into that a little bit deeper.
3: Anyone who's been in politics that long has has definitely had to compromise. A lot to stay in politics and it's it's one of those hard things to be out of and she knows that she might not be the the mover and shaker she once was.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: At
2: LuckyLandslots.com.
4: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions. Supply. All
2: right. Uh, Ryan, episode seven. And uh, didn't have you on the last one. Uh, just out of curiosity, any thoughts on the previous three episodes that preceded this?
4: Well, um, so the episodes that preceded this, four through six,
2: um,
4: I wasn't as strong on as the first, uh, the first three. Um, if you guys, uh, the people who listen to the first um, episode of this um, series podcast, know, I absolutely was a huge fan of the first three. Um, the fourth one I thought was strong. Um, the fifth one I thought um, meandered a little bit for my taste. Um, I thought I also thought the sixth one was very interesting. Um, that being said, I do think that sometimes the show. Uh, one of my friends said it really well. They didn't really understand if the show always had something to say, if it always had a specific message in every single episode, or an overarching um, uh, an overarching message. Um, that sometimes it felt like we were just watching a history lesson um, with famous actresses getting meaty roles. So nothing wrong with that, and I don't even know if I completely agree with it. But I think I I think that applied to some of those uh, middle episodes. Um, in terms of episode seven, um, Bella, I thought was a very solid episode. Um, I actually think I know we've all, everyone's um, been lamenting, uh, Margaret Martindale, but I actually think this is Kate Blanchett's best single best episode of the series. Oh, um, she gets she gets a lot of really emotional, um, dark scenes in this. Um, I've watched the, the, I've watched episode seven twice, and I hold firm in this even despite the finale her big speech in the finale which i really um which i really like this
2: is that's interesting because um her, her quote unquote friends um actually decide to like keep her away uh, from the convention claiming that she's like a light, a lightning rod and um so she's actually out of this episode for a period of time outside of uh when she's promoting her book in the beginning and with her family, I, I do remember the scene with her and her daughter. That was pretty good.
4: And then also um, with this episode, we were talking about it a little before. I think this episode, it, it uh, the, the way that they talk about compromising and the way someone like Bella, who has been in this system and this fight for so long, um, she she does have to start making compromises, and she has to kind of be an an adult. And I, I loved the way that the show explored what what that meant and the, the human cost of that um because on a lot of levels you have to be pragmatic if you want to achieve some things but at the same time you have to question you have to weigh your principles and i i thought that, that this episode of all the episodes captured it the was beautiful
2: i think in, in terms of and we've said this before in terms of like examining uh the mechanizations of like politics and how to navigate politically through um, not just issues but also people Um, I think this show has done a really really exceptional job of showing how tough it is to the point that it even becomes a joke um, that Bella criticizes uh, the opposition with basically uh, telling them, Hey, congratulations. You're doing all this work. You're basically working girls.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was mm-hmm. yeah,
0: It's such a great line. It was fantastic. It's
3: one of her best scenes. It's, it's really, um, a full character. She wasn't somebody I knew that much about, which is uh, shameful, but, uh, like her and Tracy Alman's episode, I really loved how they dealt with not only, um, the idea of being a radical but the idea of age mm-hmm. and being in the fight so Mm-mm. long that it is a little bit on the fatiguing side oh yeah and i love the fact that she's like no we can't keep these women out because then we're doing like she knows like uh, yeah everybody else would love to keep these people out but they're getting in fair and square they have a right to be heard so there is um uh, a survivor aspect that i i appreciate to her performance
2: i agree with that completely and i think that uh we'll touch upon that again uh most likely when we get to episode nine as well uh michael what about you episode seven you know matt i have a question for you actually sure hit me regarding
5: episode seven do you know what my favorite type of pie is
2: <laughs> <laughs> the one that gets slammed in phyllis schlafly's face to, to the remote <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly.
5: that is my favorite type of oh guy.
2: my god that was incredible
5: right in
2: that was some big little lies style like camp and i loved it
3: <laughs> i'm like why why didn't anyone try and stop this person i'm like he just kind of walks away i'm like what I, I mean he's not my favorite person but i'm also like what in the heck is going on here <laughs> said no one's like it's a pie not a gun
2: Oh,
5: well, go go look up the picture. It's fabulous how that <laughs> happened in real life, and uh, I
3: know. that I'm just started sure. off uh,
5: on such a high note. Uh, and then her having the eye patch afterward, which you know, who knows <laughs> if she needed it or not? It was like a cream pie, so I don't know if you know that's just her well, being overdramatic, probably
3: in it or something, you know. Yeah.
5: <laughs> just uh you know very very amusing but uh as for the episode itself uh i you know follow all the sentiments previously described here and that is a wonderful showcase for margot martindale it's always wonderful to see her because she's one of our best character actors working today but uh outside of that i really connected with the storyline between phyllis and her daughter liza yeah because as you're watching it if you don't know anything about who these people are now Mm. it's like the episode with her and her son john who uh Last episode, we were talking about how, uh, he, you know, we learned that he was gay and, you know, you would think, oh, maybe he like found some sort of progressive lifestyle for himself, but no, he's still very much in his mother's corner carrying on her legacy four years after her death. Liza is someone who you also think, well, maybe she goes off to college. Uh, I forget what Ivy league school she was at, but it was like a nice prestigious liberal university. Uh, I must want to say Princeton. Maybe I'm wrong.
3: Yeah, I think it was Princeton.
5: Okay. Princeton. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then she returns from home, uh, changes her name to Liza, you know, is sort of adopting a more radical, modern approach. But then you do some research on her and find, oh, no, she's uh, a huge Trump donor, even now in 2020. So, yes, these uh, women are carrying on the legacy of their mother, uh, loud and proud. And, you know... It was just an interesting moment to see in that time. And then you learn what happened since and you go, oh, wow, that's, you know, really interesting contrast. But back to Bella, because the episode is really about her, hence the name. Uh, I think seeing how she was treated by the rest of the movement in a way that we saw with Betty Friedan a couple episodes prior, that Mm -hmm. she's respected. She has the clout. She has the reputation. But she's also sort of seen this old hat in some ways. And it's about her trying to find her way in a world of like the new feminists. And I really appreciated that dynamic because it made for you know gripping television and a tribute to this woman who I have loved going all the way back. I'm like, who's that lady in the hat? And that was years and years ago when I first saw Manhattan. <laughs> so now to see Margaret Martindale playing the lady in the hat is uh, very amusing to me. But yeah, great performance, really solid episode. And like Ryan said, Kate Blanchett is just, you know, episode by episode here, turning in one of her finest performances.
0: I just, I loved the revelation that phyllis and bella used the same campaign slogan more or less Mm. yeah and i'm like like but that's one of those moments where you just want to slap phyllis like do, do 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 you not see like do you not see why that wouldn't work for you and how that's so like cynical and disgusting of you Well that that's exactly it like, she does
5: see she knows she's a smart woman she knows exactly what she's doing so like, that's the point
0: sometimes she does and sometimes I really think that she genu the the show plays it like sometimes she genuinely believes the bullshit she's selling and sometimes it doesn't and I think that's also fascinating.
2: Yeah. I, I agree with that. And I think these final three episodes there was a reoccurring theme throughout of challenging her viewpoints and um the opposition's uh viewpoints to a point where there was a lot of moral conundrums and a lot of great opportunities for Kate Blanchett and a few of the other actresses um, that were also in her pack, if you will. Kaylee Carter, uh, Melanie Linsky, and um, we'll
0: definitely talk
3: about
2: oh Sarah Paulson in a minute here. To
3: Sarah Paulson <laughs> right now.
2: <laughs>
0: These last three episodes were like the rise of Melanie Linsky, though, and I was here for it. I was here for everything about that character and the way she played it. I loved it.
3: I kept wondering, why did he take this role? And then I'm like, right. oh, okay. Thank I you, God. It. Yeah. Thank so, God.
2: you know, we start to see Rosemary uh, played by, as Dan said, Melanie Linsky. Uh, we start to see her emerge a lot more around here. And also, too, Sarah uh, Paulson starts emerging a little bit more um, as a more prominent character. Same thing also with Kaylee Carter. Uh, we start learning a little bit more about what she has going on uh, back at home. Uh, with her husband and the kids. And I like this theme that keeps reoccurring then in these final three episodes, where the women that have been standing beside Phyllis Schlafly this entire time, they don't even they 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 don't even really buy into the bullshit anymore at a certain point. And I think that the thing about Phyllis that I find very fascinating the show has done here is how she's such a hypocrite. Um, in regards to feminism as a whole, and how much she is like a, a true feminist, like at at heart, and I don't want to spoil too too much because we're going to talk about this I think a lot at the at the end of episode nine, but I think that you, you do start to see all of that really start to get laid out here, you know what I mean, and it just continues in eight and nine, and so, I while seven was a little bit of a slower episode, I. Appreciated the groundwork that was laid to kind of wrap this whole series up.
3: Seven was a setup episode, as much as I hate to say that, but um, yeah, it, it, it is kind of setting up yeah. some of the uh, the larger themes that are going to come up in the last two episodes.
2: Yeah. Like I mean, even that ending, right, where uh, it's all about Houston, and then the camera zooms in on her, and she says, "Let's blow it up." God, yes. <laughs> I I love those little campy moments like that, like that zoom. I was like, I was like, "Whoa," wasn't expecting uh, that. Such but a good ending. It, it just goes to show you once again, and I've said this before, that Mrs. America, pound for pound, and I've watched a couple of miniseries so far this season. I I think this is the most cinematically brilliant. Uh, miniseries that we've had from a technical standpoint uh, so far this year.
4: Uh, Matt, I totally agree with you about the um, uh, about the cinematic feel to it. the The technical um, achievement with Mrs. America, the artistic design, it is unparalleled, and it has the vigor of a full length, you know, big budget not big budget, mid sized budget motion picture, like a period piece. That you would see an yeah. Oscar season, and. Um, the thing about Mrs. America I it's um, I think it, it it's it appeals to a very like has it has a much a very snob appeal that it appeals to, to classic Emmy voters and I think it completely succeeds in doing that and I think that it's cinematic feel and the look and the costumes and the sets and the um, the the designs and the uh, with the with the editing that all contributes to that highbrow, snob appeal type of show that it, it is going for.
3: And it, 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 feels it feels important. It feels
2: very much so.
0: Yeah. And again, like they're, the way they're using the past to shine a light on the present is so It it could have been so obvious in a bad way. Instead, they're making it obvious in a very smart, carefully considered way. And I, I love it. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episodes
2: 7 through 9 of Mrs. America here on the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full review of these final three episodes, you will have to head on over to our Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this review along with other exclusive podcast content from us. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, 8Cast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.